Hello and welcome back if you are a seasoned listener to 50 Stories of Transformation. Um, If you're not, uh, this podcast is focusing in on the transformative work that God is doing and has been doing through the Baptist Resource Network, PA South Jersey area. I'm your host, Michaela Leji, and this week we are on story number 15. So for this week's story, we're sitting down with Pastor Brennan Coughlin, who is the lead pastor at Fellowship Cross Point Church in Chesterfield, New Jersey. Now, for this week's story, Pastor Coughlin is sharing with us uh, a really cool opportunity that his church had to just kind of be generous to their community and serve their community in a very specific capacity. His church has a big heart for the unborn and for women who are going through pregnancies or pregnancy crisis. Um, They really just want to meet that need within their community and uh, they are now doing that uh, because they're able to support and help a local women's care center just kind of uh, flourish and grow into a facility where women can come and and get medical help, but not only medical help, but you know, counseling and spiritual help, um, whatever they might need. Um, The church is just partnering with this care center to provide that to the Trenton community. So we're going to talk about how that all came to be, how God just kind of orchestrated that um, and got Pastor Coughlin's church involved with that. So with that all being said, we'll go ahead and jump right on in. Pastor Coughlin, thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast and just being really willing to share with us uh, the transformative work that you're seeing God do through your church and now uh, through the Women's Care Center that uh, your church is involved with. Um, Before we kind of get into the story about how that partnership came to be with the Women's Care Center in Trenton, um, I do want to know a little bit about yourself. Um, So if you would, would you share with our viewers just a little bit about your background, you know, uh, maybe what your call to ministry was like and uh, how you ended up at Fellowship Cross Point Church. Sure. Um, so I was a high school teacher for 11 years. Um, I felt called to ministry and began uh, a Master's of Divinity program, which would go um, in the evenings and on the weekend. And um, once I finished that program, Kathleen and I um, started having children and trying to figure out what, you know, what's the Lord calling us to. And um, in 2014, in conjunction with our, uh, our sending church, uh, Fellowship Community Church in Mount Laurel, um, they sent us out to plant a daughter church, um, and we felt called to Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, we wanted to plant a multi-ethnic church. Uh, we saw a need for um, gospel-proclaiming churches in the Trenton area, and we also had a heart for um, pregnancy care ministry as well. And we knew that uh, there was a, a very large, uh, productive, um, from an abortion standpoint, productive um, Planned Parenthood in downtown Trenton. And we wanted to be able to shine the light of the gospel and offer hope to women who are experiencing a, a crisis pregnancy through a pregnancy care center. So those were sort of the dynamics that were at work um, in us feeling called to Trenton. Um, so we, we moved there in 2014 and we planted, um, by God's grace, uh, Fellowship Capital City, um, and we ministered there for uh, six and a half years. And when the pandemic hit, um, we we re- we rented a, a state-owned building. Um, so when the pandemic hit, at first we thought, okay, you know, we'll we'll be out for for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, and then we'll be able to get back at it. And um, once uh, churches were allowed to start gathering again um, in June of, of 2020. Uh, we realized that the uh, Trenton War Memorial Theater, the state-owned building that we were renting, uh, was going to be closed indefinitely. Um, so we were trying to figure out, okay, Lord, what what are we going to do? 
Um, simultaneously, there was a, a church um, outside of Trenton that was experiencing decline and trying to figure out what their next steps were. It was an aging congregation, and the pastor was moving on. And in God's sovereignty, they found out about um, our church. And um, the, the way they put it, they were trying to figure out next steps. And, and they said, well, we're a, a building without a church, and you're a church without a building. Um, so let's talk. So we, we began that conversation. And um, right when that conversation began, um, my elders and I, we, we just really felt strongly together that if the Lord was pleased to open up the door for us to acquire a building, we've been saving money towards a building. We, we looked at several buildings. We even put an offer in on a building where we felt like we could do both ministry and have a, a pregnancy care center in the city of Trenton. And that offer was rejected. Um, and we were still trying to figure that one out um, because it seemed like we were the best bet and had a really strong offer and um, it just wasn't the Lord's will. Um, so when this op potential opportunity opened up for us to acquire a church property, we said, if the Lord's going to be generous with us, uh, we want to turn around and be generous as well. Uh, so the elders and I made a commitment that if, if the Lord was pleased to, to open this door and for us to walk through and acquire a church property, that we wanted to take a good portion of the money that we've been saving towards the building. And we felt led to just to commit to give away $100,000 um, towards pregnancy care in, uh, in the city of Trenton. Um, so that was the sort of the commitment that we made uh, at the outset. Uh, and after um, a four month um, sort of courting process, uh, both churches voted um, and, and, and felt like it was the Lord's will. And in August of 2020, uh, both churches voted unanimously for uh, what we called a rebirth merger. Um, so they came under our leadership and the churches merged together to become Fellowship Crosspoint. So with our location change outside of the capital city of Trenton, um, we, we changed the name. But as all that was happening, we were in conversation with a pregnancy care center called Options for Women. They're located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And um, I had a, a friend, a relationship with, a good friendship with the director, Chuck Swanson. And um, we, um, I just shared with him our desire to see pregnancy care ministry in the city of Trenton, and he was thinking through uh, and sensing the Lord calling them to expand their reach, and um, so we were just in dialogue about that, and uh, once the merger went through, I just, I, I called up Chuck, and I said, Chuck, we want to give you $100,000. Let's get after this and start up uh, pregnancy care, so it was just so cool. Um, we rented a church office space in Trenton for, for six and a half years. I went to work there every day, and now that is has been converted to a pregnancy care center. They were able to use the $100,000 as seed money. Uh, it's just been so cool to see what the Lord has done. Um, so they have an ultrasound machine. They have a director. They have a nurse. Um, they are just getting after it for God's glory. And uh, it's just been so exciting um, to see what the Lord has done uh, in a very short period of time. Yeah, I'll say that was, that was in fast motion. That's awesome. Yeah. So... I have to ask why, why pregnancy care? Why is that something that you feel the Lord has placed on your heart and on your congregation's heart? Yeah. Um, I think really just, just grappling with, um, the, the darkness of, of the abortion industry, um, and, and recognizing how we really felt like, and, and this was something that was a burden of ours from the beginning. It's something that, um, you know, we would talk about every year in January, we had, um, Racial Harmony Sunday, the Sunday before Martin Luther King Day, and then the following Sunday in God's Sovereignty, we celebrated Sanctity of Life Sunday. And we really felt like uh, when it comes to caring for racial justice and caring for babies in the womb, it's not an either or proposition. Um, you're not either, you know, fighting against abortion or you fight against racial injustice, that 
God actually calls us to both. Uh, we see that both are, are close to his heart. Um, so that was something that was really important to us. Uh, so we felt like we were able to, based on God's word, we were able to hold uh, together um, a, a commitment to a multi-ethnic church and a commitment to racial justice, uh, along with a, a passion for uh, pro-life ministry as well. Um, so that was just really exciting and part of who we were from the beginning um, and something that uh, was really exciting. So uh, we felt like coming to our church, if you were a, a Democrat, maybe you'd feel a little comfortable. And if you were a Republican, you might feel a little bit comfortable, but we really felt like our allegiance should be to Christ and should be to the truth of God's word and not any particular political party or, or platform. Um, and we sort of take joy in, in surprising people by um, caring for racial justice and caring for justice for uh, babies in the womb um, and caring about both those things together. Uh, and when it comes to pregnancy care, um, we were really challenged by the reality that uh, the Planned Parenthood abortion industry really preys um, on low-income women of color. Um, they're, they're Abortion centers are, are disproportionately located in uh, low-income areas that are predominantly African-American and Hispanic, and um, we just recognized that there was such a need uh, for pregnancy care in the city of Trenton. So that was just, you know, something that we were really passionate about. And as I talked with other community leaders in Trenton, as I talked to other nonprofits, um, what we came to realize was you could get pretty much any kind of free resources in Trent. You could get a free meal, you could get a place to stay, you could get um, medical care, uh, there, you could get counseling. There's all kinds of resources that were in place, job counseling, get help writing a resume. But what we realized was if you were experiencing a crisis pregnancy, the only place you could go was Planned Parenthood. And we just really felt strongly that um, there needs to be another option for women experiencing a crisis pregnancy. And we recognized, uh, particularly in conversation with options for women, uh, when you put the gospel at the center of pregnancy care, you're not only meeting physical needs, but you have the opportunity to meet, uh, meet spiritual needs as well. Um, and when it comes to parenting classes and, and supporting women, not only during their pregnancy, but um, after their pregnancy as well, and being able to help them out and connect them with resources, um, we realized that you could have uh, really a profound impact on the community and advance the gospel at the same time. Um, so it, for us, it was just sort of a no-brainer. It was something that we really wanted to be a part of. Yeah, amen. That's wonderful. So the clinic or the pregnancy center, I should say, it opened just this year, correct? Yeah, they opened their doors in February, and it was just so exciting uh, to see how quickly the Lord uh, just brought everything together. Um, and we were really excited to see that their, their first client actually was uh, a young woman who had been attending our church. Um, and she realized that, that she was pregnant, and um, it was such a joy to see her be ministered to um, through the, the, the Pregnancy Care Center in Trenton. Uh, so that was really exciting. So you kind of touched on that with talking about the young girl that went to your church, but uh, I was going to ask, what, what kind of transformative work have you seen God do just in these short months of the center being opened? Yeah, uh, it was really cool to see, like, just feeling like at times living in Trenton and feeling like, man, we wish we were seeing more people come to know the Lord, or we, we wish, like, you know, we were growing faster as a church plant. But I, what I came to realize was the relationships that we've been building in the city uh, over six years, all of a sudden they were being leveraged to advance the gospel through the work of the Pregnancy Care Center. Uh, so for example, uh, we have six kids and um, our kids had gone to preschool in the city. Um, so there was a, a, a preschool in the west ward of the city where we lived uh, that was like halfway between our house and our church office. And um, we had, uh, let's see, 
five of our six kids, the, the youngest just wasn't old enough yet, they had gone to preschool there. So we had built relationships with the teachers. We built relationship with the principal of the school um, and kind of partnered with them and, and did some work with them and tried to serve the school. So we had those relationships in place. So once the pregnancy care center opened, I was able to connect the, the director, Kim, with the principal um, at our kids' preschool. And all of a sudden, like within a matter of weeks, Kim was invited in to speak at the school to address the parents and the families and to share with them um, that there is this pregnancy care center, Options for Women Trenton, that's just two blocks away. And she was just able to share all the services that they can provide. And it was so encouraging because here are these uh, moms with young kids and um, they, they, they even articulated, as Trentonians living in the city, they articulated, this is the one thing that we felt like we needed that we never had access to. What was support when we were experiencing a, a crisis pregnancy? So that was just so affirming and so exciting to see that the Lord had been sort of tilling that soil over a six-year period. Uh, and even when we felt frustrated, when we felt like, man, we wish we were seeing more of a kingdom impact, we were realizing that the Lord was really kind of paving the way for this ministry. Um, that, and we were just blown away at his, his sovereignty, his goodness, his timing. And uh, we're excited to see um, the Pregnancy Care Center continue to make an impact for the kingdom. So now that we know how the Pregnancy Center is kind of impacting the community, how about your congregation? How has this experience of giving to um, such a community need really impacted them? Yeah, so we've, we've really tried to point our people towards the biblical truth of joyful generosity. Um, so in 2018, um, 18 or 19, I preached a sermon series um, on generosity. And we just we walked through, I exposited a number of texts throughout Old Testament and New Testament. And we were really trying to point our people to this idea that uh, if you are a Christian and you have experienced God's grace, um, the tithe should be like the basement level of generosity. And we just began to talk through uh, what does it look like for us to be generous as a people? And we came to realize that God was preparing us um, to be able to be generous with the resources that he had provided us because he was being generous with us. So when we like announced to the congregation that we felt called to give away $100,000, I mean, there was, there was like existential tension in that we, we were so excited to inherit this building, but we realized like the building needed a good amount of work. And like that $100,000 could have been put to work like that in, in just sort of getting the facility ready for us to move forward as a church. Um, but because we had sort of been building the groundwork and pointing our people towards the truth of God's word and how we really find joy in being generous and how, and as we're generous, it's really just the gospel transforming us and experiencing God's generosity. We then want to be generous towards others. So because we had sort of laid the foundation and began to build a culture of generosity, um, it was really exciting and energizing for our people. Um, and we had this when the, our first Sunday in our new um, church building was December 9th, and it was so exciting for us because we, we, we sort of like really made this a celebration. We printed this gigantic check. It was like four, it was like four feet by three feet. It was like this huge check that you'd see someone, you know, like at a, a Phillies game, like winning a scholarship or something. It was this huge check. And Chuck Swanson from uh, Options for Women, he came to the service and we were able to present him with the check. But what we did was on the back side of the check, we had, we, we had people um, dip their, their fingers into ink and people put their fingerprints all over the check. And what we were able to say, as we're just this, new ch this uh, newly merged church where people were coming from Fellowship Capital City and other people were coming from 
this church, Shady Rest Bible Church, but now we were together as Fellowship Crosspoint. We were able to say that everyone had their fingerprints on this $100,000. And like we were giving the gift as a church and recognizing that everything comes from God, but we had the privilege of, of giving uh, towards this ministry. And it's been so exciting to see uh, not only like the joy of generosity, but to see that generosity is contagious. Like we as a church wanted to model generosity for our people. And we're continuing to see like as we were generous in December, we've continued to see giving in our church increase. So I think like we, we're seeing that generosity is contagious and it's just so exciting uh, and it's really energizing um, just to see what God's doing. That's wonderful that it's just continuing. It's like once you get a taste of that, you know, spiritual gift of giving, you never know what God's going to do with it and through who um, and through how many people. So that's that's awesome. Well, I don't think I have any other specific questions uh, other than I did want to ask, was there any scripture verses or passages that your church kind of clung to or uh, kind of referred to during this time of giving and just kind of meditated on? Yeah, um, probably. I'm just going to bring it up on my phone here so I really nail it. Um, but I think 2 Corinthians 8, 9 is a verse that um, I had. It was part of our, our sermon series on generosity. But um a couple years ago, but I think that's a verse that really sort of encompasses and has really sort of driven generosity in our church. Um, so let me just share that for you. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Uh, when we look at just this idea of generosity and seeing that it's just all over the scriptures. I think we as Christians, we wrestle with sort of feeling like obligated, oh, we're supposed to give, we have to give, and people debate, well, you know, technically, um, there's nothing about the tithe in the New Testament. And, and I've just been so challenged and blessed by the ministry of Randy Alcorn. And, and uh, in his book, The Treasure Principle, he talks about, well, New Testament giving, I mean, the tithe should be the basement for generosity in the New Testament, because we have experienced God's grace through Jesus Christ. So if anything, um, you know, we should be giving well beyond the time and, and experiencing joyful generosity. So that's something that we've just really tried to build into our church. And we've seen God bless that. Wonderful. Well, that's all I have. Unless you want to share anything else about the pregnancy center or anything else going on in your church or any transformative work you've seen God do. I mean, I would just like want to encourage pastors. Uh, it can be so uncomfortable and intimidating to talk about money and to encourage uh, people to give, but we really shouldn't. Um, God's not hesitant to talk about money. God's not hesitant to talk about generosity. And I think when, um, when we're bold in proclaiming God's word and pointing people towards biblical truth and, and really helping our people understand that joy and generosity are inseparable. Um, I think, you know, when you, when you really model that and, and point people towards that, I do believe that God really blesses it. Um, and I think sometimes we're just too timid as pastors because in our culture, it's just, you know, it's uncomfortable to talk about money. Um, and I think, you know, God calls us as, as uh, shepherds, as leaders in our churches to, um, to, to preach the truth um, and to show people um, that money really is just a tool. Uh, and God um, blesses us, but it's all his. And ultimately we're called to be generous, just like he's been generous to us in Christ. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us this week. Pastor Coughlin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. 
and just coming on and sharing with us the transformative work that God is doing through your church and through the uh, Women's Care Center uh, in Trenton and uh, what, what God has done to just enable your church to help with that ministry. If you would like to know more about that specific women's care center, it is called Options for Women, and their website is optionscherryhill.org. And there you can see, you know, their webpage, what they have to offer, what resources, what um, services they have for the community, and you can just kind of get a feel for the kind of thing that Pastor Coughlin's church is backing. Um, you can also head on over to Fellowship Crosspoint, their homepage online. It is fellowshipcrosspoint.org. Um, that's Pastor Coughlin's church. And you can see, you know, what sermons they just had on Sunday. You can also view their ministries, including uh, the Women's Care Center. So lots of cool things to check out. And also while you're online, you can head on over to the Baptist Resource Network's website, www.brnunited.org. And uh, there you can see the article form of this story, as well as all of the other stories of transformation we have done up to this point. Now, this week was story number 15, so there's 14 other stories just sitting there waiting for you to listen or read and check out. Again, all of those stories can be found online at www.brnunited.org. Thank you so much for checking out another transformation story. I'll have another one for you next week, so be on the lookout for that. But until then, have a great week, everyone.